stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Coming at you live and late from DNHQ in beautiful South Pasadena, California. This is finally the Blue Heaven Podcast. <laughs> we are powered by the Overtime Podcast Network. My name is Clint. You can find me as RealFRG on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, my name is Brooke, and we are sad. <laughs> That's all I can really say about today. Sorry about that. We haven't been late in a long time, so we no. figured today, of all days, would be the best day for us to be late because who cares about this series? Am I right? Almost no, an we're hour right. late. So, yeah, there's... There's a show. We have stuff on the show today because we got to talk about, uh, I guess we're going <laughs> to preview the series that's going to start in like 20 minutes as we're recording this. Perfect time. Perfect the, time to record this the, podcast. The fighting pods are in town at, in Los Angeles and they're here to play their second version of their own personal world series because, you know. They're, they're sad They got there. nothing to live for down there. Uh, we'll also optimize our roster because, as you know, we are notorious couch managers, and we are very good at it, and we think we should be hired mm-hmm. anytime soon. Anytime soon, Dave. We're, we're available. Yeah, we're ready. I can, I can be offered a contract right now if you'd like. Far, I do not have a computer. Farhan's laptop right here. And we would be uh, remiss to not make fun and talk about the... The untouchable, the invincible Astros, because we'll get into that later. We'll get into that. Oh, boy. It's now been uh, more than 24 hours since the incident, and nothing has come down from MLB. So that's kind of interesting. But showtime with the Padres. Take two. Uh, what do you like? What are you, what are you feeling about the series, Mr. Uh, Me3? Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about keys to winning the series because I've heard that's what people talk about in series previews because we don't often do series previews. So uh, if you are watching this show right now live, this does not apply to you in the <laughs> podcast section, but you can drop it in the podcast section too if you'd like. Uh, make sure you drop into the comments. Let us know what your keys are for the Dodgers to win this series. I'm sure you guys have plenty to say, as you do every other week, and I'm very excited for that. What I am excited to see, and to say, and to stretch it out to make give this this particular podcast audio episode a little bit more uh, longevity. We also want to talk about the, uh, the Angel series coming up afterwards, so uh, get those ready. Oh, in a little while. Yeah, we like to we like to feud with Angels fans because they like to pretend like they're in L.A. It's a, it's a whole thing. Uh, one thing that I am ex- – I've never been more excited and dreading something at the same time. Is that possible to be very excited to see somebody play but also dreading seeing somebody play at the same time? Dread-sided. Dread-sided, yeah. which is interesting because he does have dreadlocks. So oh. that works out well. Uh, Fernando Jeez. Tatis Jr. is, uh, Damn, that kid is good. the bell of the ball the last couple weeks in Major League Baseball. His last six games, he's homered six times he's got nine runs driven in he's hitting like 400 something in his past six games he is absolutely mashing mm-hmm. destroying the cover off of the baseball uh Was he's named become very popular player he's of the week named player of the week he's also reportedly about to be offered a fat contract from the padres per his father who i uh, <laughs> would assume would know those type of things and would not speak of them since he was a major league baseball player but apparently that's happening uh <laughs> So the bad news is that Fernando Tatis is going to probably hit Dodgers pitchers very well this series. And that's if you just go into that with those expectations, you can't really be let down. So that's yeah. the good news. OK, we can't really be let down. I will say 
The Padres offense is also averaging over five runs a game, mm-hmm. which is uh, never a good sign. But when the Dodgers pitching stuff is as good as it, good as it has been, a little encouraging a little bit. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, we know the Dodgers pitching is good. Uh, you got D-May going for game one. And, and you know, luckily, uh, as I, wait, Kershaw does go in, in this series, which I'm a little frightened about. I'm a little terrified for that. Uh as Katie drops in to reiterate uh, her hatred for Rob, Rob Manfred, which uh, we respect, and any um, you know Rob Manfred hate is very welcome on this show. But it, it it's felt to me like the um, the pod or the Dodgers have been a little too worried about Tatis, and probably maybe not worried so much about the other guys, and kind of getting beat by I wouldn't call them scrubs, but. Uh, yeah. You know, you don't want to let anybody in that lineup beat you because they uh, they think they win the World Series if they win one game, which is funny. But um, yeah, Tatis is uh, he's a monster. He's a nightmare, and that kid is fun to watch. Back to you. Yeah. So uh, one of my keys to the game with that, because I'm going to jump in here and just start giving you mine and uh, ours as a collective whole, because we did work on these together. Clearly, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is going to hit the ball. He's going to do well. He's going to perform. There's very little you can do to stop that. You can try to do everything you can. Like you said, if you focus too much on it, you start walking him, getting on base. The worst thing you can do is walk him right now. Just pitch him the ball, try to get him out. Work on those guys around him. That's a key to the game. Make everybody else work hard to to have to do just as well because looking at it, the Padres roster is not that great outside of Tatis mm-hmm. Jr. right now. Machado is struggling, uh, although he did just hit two bombs, but he's still not hitting very well. He's striking out at a much higher rate than he's used to in his career. He's walking a little more, which is good, but... With that being said, Eric Hosmer has always been garbage, so uh, I'm not too worried about him. He did have a good start to the year, but I think he sat out like a week and some change with an illness Mm -hmm. is what he's calling it. Mm -hmm. I don't really know what that means in baseball anymore. No one really knows what that means. but uh, Especially this year, of course. We have got to get to that pitching staff. My goodness. The Padres are going to put up some runs. You have got to put up some runs. And a key to that is getting to after these starters because Mm -hmm. the starters are much better than the bullpen. And by much better, I mean they're actually not that much better because the the starting staff ERA is like 3.3 something. They're not exceptionally good, but they are a good starting staff. I was was talking to a, uh, a Padre guy last week. And uh, they went into this season thinking their bullpen was was like the the soup, as we used to say around uh-huh. here before I started saying shit a lot more. They think they thought their bullpen was be really good, and then Kirby Yates just um, I don't know who that guy is, but that's not Kirby. It's not working so much for them. But like Janae saying here, well, we need to come out swinging those bats and not just swinging at junk. And it seems in the early going, even as uh, you know, good as the Dodgers have have been, we're uh, eleven and five now, or something like. I don't know what the record is. We good. I don't. Yeah, we're 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 better than we all feel because this lineup is so incredibly talented, and you have people like Bellinger and Muncie batting under two hundred, and Austin Barnes continuing to exist on a major league roster. It's like, how is this? <laughs> how is this lineup? doing so bad yet still leading the league in like OPS and and home runs and and so many different uh you know I, I put it on my Twitter the other day and I forgot the numbers but uh you know they they be good 
analysis. And they have still yet to reach their fullest potential, mm-hmm. and they still will not reach their fullest potential because Corey Seager is once again out of the lineup injured. So we'll see how things go with that. But some keys to the series, I had make the lineup work around Tatis Jr., of course. Mm-hmm. Get to those starting pitchers because the starting staff is going to be much more effective than the you hear the ambulance coming for the Padres. That's exactly what's happening right now. Uh, you got to score runs early. The Dodgers have scored 40. This is a pretty staggering number for me. 40% of their runs have come in the seventh inning or later, which is just not no. a recipe for success. You don't want to back yourself into a corner and make yourself fight your way out of a corner yeah. off a wall like that. That so. doesn't play in the postseason either, which it absolutely <laughs> does somehow not. right around the corner. It's already. like tomorrow. So get those runs early, get them off of the starting pitchers, get to the bullpen, especially today, because today mm-hmm. you have a guy who's probably not going to go that many innings. And if you can get into the bullpen in a four game series very early, now you're in business. Now you're making that bullpen work. Now you're stretching out starters for longer than they probably should be in games and probably hitting starters a little harder than you would in the past. So that's going to be today is going to be a very big day that will set up the rest of the series. Mm-hmm. I think if they can get Perdomo out of there pretty quick, like two innings type of quick, which is very possible because he is basically being utilized as a reliever this year. It can happen. You yeah. can get deep into that bullpen, which is not that good. You can make the starters work really hard the rest of the series. It will be good. I recommend scoring runs. That's usually how ball games are won, apparently, I've heard. <laughs> I think I think Roach said that, yeah, that's one of the keys is is making sure to score points, get more points in points. there. Uh, you'll like Francisco over here on YouTube says uh, Bruce Dark Gratterall is a key. He is um, always a key. So he's clearly appe- uh, appealing to you because you are Bruce Dark Gratterall number one stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, Press 1619 says uh, biggest key is bench Kike, which you noted there should be no lefties in the series. So it would be there are no left handed starters scheduled for this series. With that in mind, there should not be a Kike Hernandez start on the horizon. There shouldn't be with that. I That means he's going to start the next. three. Yeah. On the other hand, on the other hand, like we were talking about, and I think it's more of a of a later segment in the show as we kind of talk about the roster and the lineup and a little bit about. uh you know, some some Dave. Um, the fact that Kike keeps getting in the lineup is is it's getting to a point where it's pretty bad. And I, you know, you understand. Yeah, he needs to fight his way out of it. But at the same time, uh, these games mean so much. And uh, you know, Doc, you got to manage a little bit differently this year. I'm talking to you. Look at that. I'm making eye contact right with the there, camera. Doc. Good to see you, David. David, mm-hmm. do the thing. But we'll get more into that later because I don't want to. I don't want to jump around on on this and make it all uh, make it all wonky. We like to go all over the place sometimes. <laughs> so another thing is we really, really, really need our starters to give us some length during this series. So during the last series, they averaged about just a mm-hmm. hair over five innings pitched per start, which is not bad. Yeah, Dustin May be, went six, which was very helpful. It's gonna be the fourth time through the rotation. Which it's, means you got to get time. your pitch count up. Yeah. You got to get deeper into games. You have to throw strikes, Walker Bueller. Just part of how it goes. Uh, so it's going to be good. Dustin mm-hmm. May went six last time. I If he went six tonight, mucho good. Very good. I'm all for that. As long <laughs> as you, you for- can limit your bullpen during this now <laughs> now 14-game stretch coming out of a 17-game stretch, it's going to be really taxing on a bullpen. You got Adam Kolarik in there now, a fresh arm, if you will, because Joe Kelly, uh, his shoulder is fake, fake hurting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's going to be good. We got to get those starters some long innings. We got to make sure to protect the bullpen as much as we can, because as good as they've been, it will fall apart at some point. It just is a matter of when. All right. So we got the Padres series previewed looking at it you got all those stats ahead of you i want to know from you because you have predicted very well the series so far what's the win and loss this series 
Are you going series split? I feel like you go series split. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be the split again. Series split. This, yeah. Well, you got D May. Maybe he starts to feel that pressure of this being his fourth start. Now he's starting to get some of those rookie of the year posts. I did one. Baseball talking about him. Yeah, people are talking. He's right now. He's kind of the front runner. Um, right now, yeah. yeah. There's not it, much out there right now. Yeah, there's very much not much out there. Uh, maybe that does get to him. He seemed, uh, with the way he, however, with the way he handled that opening day start, kind of thrust upon him. Yeah. I don't think he's going to worry too much about it. Uh, but, you know, you, you kind of you kind of hope you can get it. <laughs> This is all going to be pointless for the podcast side of things because we're talking That's about good. a game that Perfect. happened last night. Yep. But, um, yeah, like you said, that game one is going to be a, a hugely important one. Uh, strip strip needs to not walk as many guys. He because uh, he's been he's looked really good uh, otherwise, but um, he walks might, have hurt him. He might be a concern in the San Diego series. They've seen him a whole bunch over uh, their respective careers, so you're kind of concerned about that. But yeah, getting back to it, uh, split maybe three and one. All yes. right, I'm three, go- three and I'm, one, good guys. I'm going to. Uh... I'm going, it all depends on tonight. Everything depends on tonight. <clears throat> if they can get Perdomo out of there early and get some runs in there early, I'm going to say that the Dodgers walk away with a series sweep because the way it's setting up mm-hmm. is uh, Paddock is going to have to pitch a complete game shutout on that fourth day. So we'll see how it goes. All depends on tonight, in my mind. Puppy Butt 310 on Twitch says, Padres have baby brother syndrome, which, yes, uh, it's pretty accurate. I mean, it's cute. It's cute. Yeah. You know, yeah. They're, they're trying really hard. They said something about Fernando Mania. And it's, then it's fine. But then Machado's the, he's like the teenager brother, but the, he can grow this, the, the very pathetic chops. Cheeks, the cheek beard. Those are really bad. Those are so bad. It's I not saw, good. That's I for saw sure. a comment. Uh, Leslie, Leslie says, why does Manny Machado look like he'd be outside a uh, liquor store trying to bum a smoke? It's because of those nasty ass chops he's got running over there. Kate said, can we just talk about Brother Gatorade for the whole podcast? I am 100% on board with that, Kate. Is my sticker I, out I, there? Did no. No, that yeah, I don't know. Yours might have fallen. We got these nice stickers from Kate over on Periscope. Kate, if you guys are interested in these stickers, Kate makes these. They are wonderful, beautiful. These ones have our name on them. She made these specifically for us. We also got mm-hmm. a Tim LaCastro one mixed in there for us. No, no problem. And a Brother Gatorade, a couple <laughs> uh-huh. Brother Gatorade ones in there. If you guys are interested, please hit me up on Twitter. I will direct you to Kate. She is wonderful. She gets stuff done. She's a baller. She um, a baller. So we're talk. We talked about the Padres. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for the best, mm-hmm. expecting the worst, as always, as a Dodger fan. That's how it goes. After that series, we travel down to Anaheim, where we tend to fall apart physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, every Lee you can imagine. So <laughs> I'm not looking forward to that series with the Angels because when they are bad is when they're usually very good against the Dodgers, Mm -hmm. and it tends to happen that way. The the Angels are bad right now. They have a a decent offense. They're performing. Their pitching staff is, as as it has every other year, just non-existent. Mm -hmm. Shohei Otani is done pitching for basically the year. Who saw that one coming? Uh, Dylan Bundy, I don't know what the hell is happening with Dylan Bundy. Getting out of Baltimore helps. I don't know, man. It's the weirdest thing that's happening to him right now. So. I'm not looking forward to that series. Uh, we had talked about it earlier. We both don't want Corey Seager playing in that series because bad things happen to Corey Seager at Angel Stadium. And it, it's Angel Stadium and Coors Field. You know something bad's going to happen to a position player at Angel Stadium or playing the Angels, whatever it may be, and something bad's going to happen to a pitcher at, at Coors. And, and these clockwork. are things, yeah, you could take straight to the bank. Every single time. <clears throat> uh, so we will be seeing Angels this coming weekend. I... 
I don't really want to talk about it that much because uh, it things that they're just the Angels, man. Things just happen. They just have the Dodgers number on a lot of a lot of times. Even on their worst years, mm-hmm. they just seem to sweep the Dodgers out of the the Freeway Series. It just happens. So and, I'm upset. And like we're talking about with the the offense not really hitting its stride, and Dave Roberts said that on uh, Friday or Saturday, uh, he was asked about whether or not the team had put together a complete game. And you know this year, and he was very honest. No, maybe not since uh, intra squad games against each other. Well, they Do- were doing very well. <laughs> the Dodgers were notorious Dodger killers, as uh, many like to be. But n- not everything. You know, you got Mookie. Mookie's doing well. Mookie's coming out of it. Um, I think he's he's yeah he's one of the best in in the league right now. There used to be a uh, yeah there is a thing. So over his last uh, or through sixteen games, you got Mookie tied for the team leading homers. He has six doubles. He, he's an extra base uh, machine, and he makes it look so easy. Like that second home run on Sunday night, um, you really didn't think that was gone off the bat. And it's no, yeah, it, it's fun to watch uh, Mookie do his thing, uh, and he yeah he does it everything so well. So you really hope that he can either set the tone for some of these guys to come out of it. Belly has not looked good at any point even after he sat and you know he got homers and back to back games oh boy that doesn't make him fixed even though he came out and proclaimed uh, declared i declare i am fixed i have fixed myself i am back to 2019 belly and you know what he was not he did not it did not happen so that's something to look forward to the the fact that uh well again i just want to get into the roster stuff and the lineup stuff because the fact that edwin Edwin rios keeps sitting on his glorious ass so much is 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 it's an abomination we should just have a midweek show where we just talk about the roster (laughs) it'll be called an entirely different podcast that's the name of it entirely different podcast with brooke and the other one and the other guy (laughs) and the other guy uh the good news is we got back-to-back Will Smiths. This is something we've been asking for since, uh, let me check my calendar, the beginning of time. Okay, yeah, beginning of times. So we've been asking for this. Dave Roberts basically confirmed today that Will Smith is going to be starting three of four mm-hmm. in San Diego, which apparently Austin Barnes is not, and I say not, Clayton Kershaw's assigned catcher, but it's starting to look that way a little bit. I got to wonder a little bit about that. But... This is good news, right? I know I know you're all aboard the Russell Martin train, but this is a start step in the right direction, isn't it? Miss you, Russ. Yeah, wherever you might be. Florida, probably. <laughs> Baby, come back. 091. He has two hits. Austin Barnes has two hits this year. Not to say that Will Smith is tearing the cover off the ball, but at least he's giving you a professional at bat. Do you think I could hit better than 091? Yes. I think I could hit better than 091. I'm Ross, not a good baseball Ross player. Stripling can hit better than 091. He His did. career 093 <laughs> average tells you that. So, oh no, <laughs> I would, Ross I Stripling would, hitting better than Austin Barnes. I would say I feel for Austin, but then I would be lying. I feel nothing because he doesn't. I don't. I don't feel like that underdog from him. I don't feel. No, it's because he's an IE boy. <laughs> you don't get that. You don't get the underdog. He just always seems kids. so angry, and he's. It, 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 you don't get that 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 gut feeling that he's trying very very hard. I mean, I I would very much Nin- like for him to succeed. Nice I would love to have 2017 Austin Barnes Never back. Do you know back. how good this lineup would be if it was 2017 Austin Barnes? <laughs> My goodness! Since- but I will say, Will Smith being at the bottom of the lineup, um, and turning it over back to the top is much better. You pretty much. You're not gonna get. A, you're not gonna have a guy on base with Austin Barnes. You're not gonna get that. 
It's not hitting the ball well, not hitting it hard, not mm-hmm. touching the ball a lot of the times. <laughs> at least at least Will Smith's giving you a good at bat. He's getting torn up by Babip right now. The batting average on balls in play is yeah, not great. So he's it. he's losing a little bit of that luck that he's missing, but he's hitting the ball super hard. And for those of you who would like to argue that defensively Austin Barnes brings something more than Will Smith to the table, I would argue that it's not worth it in what you lose in offensive category. Yeah. So you can argue it all you want, but Austin Barnes does not belong in the starting lineup on a daily basis. He does he backup catcher. Why not? Absolutely back. the timeshare. No. No, that does no. not play. Roberts did say part of that was, you know, the late ramp up or or the quick ramp up of summer camp, but Will Smith's a young boy. He's fine. You know, it's not like he wasn't catching during quarantine. And if not, how hard is it to squat a couple of days in a row? Uh, Every day is leg day, William. Dilliam. Anyway. Never knew. Uh, Game did just start, so that's good. So if you guys are still with us, thank you for being here with us. We did get a late start today, so we apologize for that. But we're glad you're here watching with us. Like an hour late. Whatever. You'll get to watch the better innings anyways after we're done. Big note, since July... Austin Barnes has 12 Major League Baseball hits, and that includes this year. Russell Martin has 18, and he hasn't played. That's impressive. Good job. Way to be Russ. Everybody involved. And he was, and Russ was was very bad to end the year last year. Oh, just, he was terrible. Just saying. Russell <laughs> Martin is a retired guy. He's a, and he has seven more, uh, six more hits than active Barnes. This is painful. <sighs> painful. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Well, that's enough of that angry before we get back into being angry a little bit again. Uh, this is a good part of angry. <laughs> getting into some of the comments. We're behind on the comments here. We got a lot of people saying 3-1 in the in the, uh, the San Diego series. I don't hate that. Don't hate that at all. I don't hate a series split, honestly. Uh, I just don't want to lose a series. Uh, LA original 55, 8, and 24. A bunch of good numbers there. Says I can't wait to see uh, Kbert, Kbert Ruiz. Uh, I, I would be surprised to – I would not be surprised to see him pretty soonish, but I don't think they can send Barnes back and then bring him back. It's It would not play. They did that last year with uh, Barnsey, because, and, and rumor was he was a very angry boy about it. and He was not happy. <laughs> kicking and screaming with that. Um so, anyways, that's a thing. But the the important one, the fun thing. Let's let's uh, let's have some fun at other people's expense. Because I saw the comment. What what's the latest with Joe Kelly? Well, as of recording, we don't know. Uh, we don't even know if they've had the hearing yet. The the appeal hearing. Supposedly it was today. Dave Roberts did say it was today, or he rather he said it was supposed to be today, and he didn't seem to have much information on it. Mm-hmm. But he did say that he expects the results of that hearing to be coming down within the next couple of days. I would imagine it would be coming out tomorrow if they had the hearing yesterday. You never know how these things are going to work out because mm-hmm. baseball only works at the speed that they want to work at, as you can understand. And, of course, baseball was really quick to slap an eight-game suspension on Joe Kelly. Meanwhile, the A's and Ramon Laureano goes does his best Amir Garrett impression. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Rogers on that comp. Um Goes after the entire uh, bench, the Houston bench, trying to get at 
weak ass hitting coach, hitting coach, mind you, Alex Centrone, who had like a career two twenty five batting average, but he's a it's batting coach. coach. Yeah. I remember Centrone that little. Anyway, talks more crap for a bench coach than Mark McGuire did, honestly. And then he hid behind a wall of dudes. Yeah, you like how he like pump fakes at him, pump fakes, and then everybody comes, and then he just like. He, he threw a yo mama joke at him, whatever the hell it was. Him they, and George Springer did about the same thing. I just want to point that out. <laughs> I love George Springer. He that. was just like, he's oh, like, hey guys, hey guys, I'm leaving after free agency. <laughs> I got, yeah. I got to do well this year, guys. But uh, it, it's, it was a weird series. Uh, Loriano, well, the the A's got A's batters got drilled five times. Loriano, I think, was two or three of those times three. in that in that series. I loved the comment. I forgot the dude who it was, but uh, the the comment on MLB Network uh, Radio today, who I think he he is a, an A's person, you know, some coach, some maybe a player. I forgot who it was, but the quote was: "MLB has created an environment where the Astros feel like they are protected because they are because they uh, are, and we as an opponent can't do a single thing." Goes on to say, "They hit five of our guys that weekend. If we hit five other guys, what would have happened?" Um. Nothing. Congratulations, Major League Baseball. You laid your bed, and now you gotta. You made your bed. You made your bed, and now you gotta lay in it. You made your bed, and now you're waiting for Altuve to you show. You crapped up. your bed, and now you gotta lay it. I don't know how it goes. <laughs> I don't know the saying. Uh, this is what happens. This is what happens when you set the precedent. I mean, you, we talked about it in the same thing with the Joe Kelly incident. Like players came out and said, "Hey, you didn't police your game properly. No, it's gonna get done for you. And if you, if if that happens, you can't blame the players for that happening. Mm-hmm. And instead, you know what they did? They said, you know what? We're gonna blame the players for that happening. We're gonna give Joe Kelly an eight game suspension, an unheard of suspension over the course of a 162 game season that comes out to 22 games. And now this, and they're not jumping on it quick, and nothing's happening. I'm really interested to see what kind of suspension Loriano gets. I personally don't want him to get suspended mm-hmm. because I understand it completely. Cintron apparently said something very mm-hmm. unsavory about his mother, and if you said something like that and about my mom, it. I'm probably coming after you. So I, I understand that entirely. Not to mention Loriano, even when he's like chirping back at the pitcher, he's not really saying anything particularly threatening or no. angry. It was just like, you got to snap off your yeah. slider, man. You got to snap it off. You can't coach. keep it straight. You <laughs> yeah. got to snap it off. That's why it's coming at me. And he's just upset. Yeah. If you guys ever been hitting the ribs by any kind of ball that's over 85 miles an hour, it does not feel good. Like It doesn't matter if it's a breaking ball at 88 miles an hour. It does not feel good. No. So for him to be upset and angry about it, totally understand. He didn't say anything excessive. And then that stupid hitting coach was just like, I'm just going to bark from the dugout and cause a whole fracas. Mm-hmm. That's on him. That's To me, that's on entirely him. on him. And if he doesn't get some sort of re- – I think he should get a full season suspension for that personally. But that, I'm also you know a little bit biased towards the Astros, so I'll recognize that about myself. <laughs> I just don't understand how you can continually let the Astros live to tell another tale. I just don't get it it's- whatsoever. It's bad. It continues to look worse and worse for your league. I don't want to keep talking about Rob Manfred. If I had the other working computer that has only gained 30% of its, I would do the, the, uh, it's always sunny thing that I've added. You know, you know, it's quality content. It'll be over on Twitter probably. (laughs) Uh, What 
if anything, what does this do for the Joe Kelly situation? Does it do anything for the Joe Kelly situation? Because now you're looking at a Joe Kelly eight-game suspension. If you're MLB, you can't come out and say, no. hey, Loriano, you get a three-game suspension. No. There's no way. Like, there's you're no gonna way. Lose, you're going to lose MLB. You're going to lose the players even more. When you, at most, if even, you know, that, which is just saying the same thing twice. Good. Um, Give myself a point for you're words. Welcome. You know, sometimes you got to fill up the article a little bit, yeah. but yeah, the, with Loriano again, he was not in the right, but he's not in the wrong. I would say Kelly's was more uh, blatant and it wasn't blatant because he didn't even make contact. Now he was not even suspended by the umpires in the game. And he was walking away from the situation while, while the entire team comes at them. And, you know, we, I'm, right, we can't say I'm going to give the Astros a pass, but Pastros, <laughs> but, um, uh, Dusty Baker had been suspended earlier in that game, so he, you know, he couldn't tend to his dugout. But we saw he doesn't care about tending to his dugout because he let his entire dugout he give crap. come to the Dodgers side of it. So it's bad, and it should not. If anything, it should give more of. Um, it should help. Honestly, it should help Kelly more. Maybe reduce it to a three game or something like that because. You need the lead, You need your players now to feel that that something will happen to the Astros. That and it's not just going to all fall down on them. It's not just going to be, hey, Joe Kelly, you 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 know your ball gently whispered behind Correa's <laughs> ear or Bregman's ear. You're going to sit out for the rest of your life. And Altuve. Well, I mean, Altuve did it to himself enough with uh, his pathetic uh, attempt at playing second base Oof. on Sunday night, but or Sunday afternoon. That's a guy whose career is unraveling right in front of us. That's fun. <laughs> I mean, how hard can it be? How hard must it be to be to know you're like the most hated person, probably in all of your sport? I mean, there's there's two types of response to that. There's the there's the cocky, arrogant response where you're like, I know I'm hated, and I'm going to thrive off of that. And the then, Barry then, Bond style, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And he thrived off of that for a very, very long. His own manager hated him for years. <laughs> like Jim Leland wanted to murder him. There's, there's have you ever seen the footage of them arguing? And he's like, he just goes, it's golden. I would highly recommend that. But and then there's the other version where it's just like you crack, you can't handle it, you can't handle knowing how people view you you can't handle the people yelling cheater in your ear as you guys start going at each other like and i think he's that type of guy right now also cody just knocked in a run i'm not sure what it was but it just said in play runs good job way to give us the let me know what's going on because i can't watch the game live because it'll be loud they had a number of opportunities the astros players had a number of opportunities to fix it a little bit baseball screwed the pooch which is a horrible phrase when you really deconstruct it. Baseball messed it up for them by not coming at the players. Of course, they were given that immunity. But for so many times now, Bregman to come out and do the uh, you know the commissioner's report or the way he handled <laughs> the way he handled the Joe Kelly after you know game press conference thing, which I gave him I give him a little bit of props on that for him to not come out and attack the Dodgers on it and not say anything. He just like he really wanted to say something, but he bit his tongue. He's like, it, it's it's the game. It is what it is. I don't know what his intent was. Let's move on. Little, uh, to, <laughs> a quarter of a coin point here. Like if I anyway, hold on. I can, I can do it. There it is. Yeah, it was like a reverse point. That's good. 
But the fact that they they set up a whole ass press conference with with Jim Crane and all these dumbasses out at a desk at spring training. The commissioner came out to talk about it like twice and and two in the Grapefruit League and the Cactus League. And they screwed it up every single time. And now you're dealing with it and you don't want to deal with it. And you got your coach over here being a see you next Tuesday to to (laughs) a dude and call out his mom. And you think you can like get away with it and, and be protected and then hide behind your players. And, you know, Springer's a little bitch. And that's a good look. That's a really good look for your already crappy <sighs> franchise. Just, just beautiful. DFA them, D- DFA that whole franchise, and let's throw in the Marlins, let's throw in the the Cardinals, Cardinals while we're at put it. Put them in there. Put the Cardinals uh, in. Apparently, Indians, yeah, the, Indians put the Indians now in there. Put Mike Clevenger in there. Everybody, <laughs> you guys, you guys hear the Clevenger story and all that? Zach, uh, Cleveland Indians pitcher Zach, uh, uh, what's Please his sack. name? Please Zach gets. Uh, sent home because he's like, yeah, you know what? I was dumb. Went I went to a out, club. went to a club or whatever. I had dinner with friends, something like that. And then Clevenger, old sunshine, old former future Dodger, Mike Clevenger the next day, there's only guy defending him in the locker room. And it turns out, oh, Clevenger was with him at the same time. Good job. Bud. And went to the meeting and flew home with the team before saying anything or getting caught. I don't even know if he said we anything. He might have just got caught. Die. Hell yeah. There's no way this season happens, guys. We're screwing ourselves over every single day. I said that, uh, I said that on a podcast last week week and i said it to you before and i think i've said it beforehand on on this show just treat this season like it's straight up softball rules co-ed softball it's men's league softball whatever it is you don't have enough players to play the game you forfeit simple enough or you know you could play up to eight players you can get away with that on the softball field as well if you have eight enough to field eight you can play you can bat whatever (sighs) anyways In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. So we're mad about that. We're going to talk about that more in the coming days because uh, Joe Kelly's suspension is going to get announced and then that will get announced and we're going to have a lot to say about that. I'm sure we're going to be mad about it again. Nothing ever goes our way. We need to be mad about one more thing real quick before we let you guys go and watch the game. Obviously, it's going well for the Dodgers to start. Thank you very much. We have some roster gripes. We have problems with the way things have been going, the roster, the lineup, everything about it. So drop your ideal lineup in the comments below. We want to know who you want to see in the lineup every single day. Let's just say against a right-handed pitcher, and we'll just we'll just go with that. But... We have kind of ideal lineups that we would like to see built. Um, mm-hmm. I know me personally, uh, I have a very big problem with uh, seeing Jock Peterson in the leadoff spot on a daily basis. Yeah, Obviously, it worked out. He's more of a Max Muncy kind of girl. He walked. Uh, Mookie <laughs> Betts hit leadoff for the majority of his career. He also hit in the two hole in Boston a lot. Uh, as little as he did hit in the two hole. His splits are pretty even mm-hmm. in terms of like his slash line. So if you're looking at that, you're like, okay, it doesn't matter where he hits. He can hit one or two, which that wouldn't. So that wouldn't normally bug me. What bugs me is we don't have an actual leadoff hitter. Yeah. So you should be batting him leadoff every day. And it doesn't make sense why it's not. But you had talked about it too. Chris Taylor is getting on base at a pretty high clip and he should mm-hmm. be in the lineup. First of all, more often than he actually is. First of all, just get Kike out of there. We can get that over with. <laughs> 
You put uh, Chris Taylor in the leadoff spot. Suddenly you get a guy who gets on base at a high clip with Mookie Betts right behind him. You got a really lethal one, two, and then mm-hmm. a bunch of dudes behind him following up. So the issue that I have is that that's been the main issue for me is the lack of consistency in the lineup, but also the lack of good consistency in the lineup. Like he's consistently bad. We, we, we can put it that way. Jock Peterson yes. doesn't belong at the top of a lineup right now. No. He's a bopper. That's what he does. He hits balls out. You don't. You don't need that at the top of your lineup. You need it somewhere in the middle for sure. Yeah. But he'll be a bopper. We we have solved part of it in the sense that we do not want to see Austin Barnes in there very often. We want to see Will Smith in there more. So kudos to us. We did that. Thank you. (laughs) We did it, Reddit. Never at any point in time should. This is like like, uh, instructions for medication. You know, never at any point in time should Kike Hernandez and Austin Barnes be batting back to back. Because that's as bad if you're trying to set. You're wasting the potential of a DH lineup if you're batting two pitchers, you know, two batting pitchers. Which Austin Barnes is apparently worse than a pitcher. So take you know, <laughs> do with that what you will. But I had my ideal right-handed versus right-handed pitcher lineup. I also have a left-handed pitcher. We could do that if we have time. But mm-hmm. I would like to see. This is, of course, pending Corey Seager's health. I'm just going to assume he's healthy when I'm building this lineup. Uh, I wanted to see Mookie in the leadoff spot. I still am down for that. Always. Um, Noble. I I really want to see Seager batting second. I really do want to see him closer to the top of the lineup. Mm -hmm. I want to see him uh, getting more opportunities there. I think he's just good there. Uh, JT can still hit in the three hole. I'm cool with that. He's an RBI machine when he's on and you know, he'll ground into some double plays here and there, but it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to see, I want to see Cody Bellinger drop down in the lineup a little bit at this point, take him out of those high pressure situations. There are no reason to be batting him third and fourth every single time out yeah. there right now. Uh, put Muncie in that four hole. You can figure it out too. He can hit. He's going to yeah, need some time too I mean, to figure both it out. In the same situation, so right? Whatever. They're pretty interchangeable. Belly right after that. I want to see Pollock down there right after Belly. Nice protection behind Bellinger to have AJ's bat in there, knowing how hot he's been. Uh, you can put Jock down in the seven hole. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think seven's a good spot for Jock to be a home run threat in the towards the bottom of the lineup is a really, really, really good thing to have. And then right after that, you got Edwin Rios playing first base. Another home run there right behind you. And then to wrap things up, just to put a little little nice bow on top of it, you got Will Smith catching, who does have the potential to get on base, turn over that lineup with Mookie, Seager, and JT coming up. And that's a hell of a lineup. I don't, I don't, I just don't see any holes in that lineup. I, I will say if you had to find a hole in that lineup, it's that Max Muncy's playing second in that lineup. Yeah. Still okay. Still okay. He's not, that's his uh, second goodest position. Yeah. He's third behind DH. Third is his, yeah. <laughs> he's not a third baseman. I'll say that, but he can he can play second base with the best of them. He he can hang. I like I'm, it. I'm missing uh, I'm missing a player in my lineup. That here. happens. Who am I missing? That happens. But for me, CT three with what he's doing right now, uh, he's my full time leadoff guy. I, like I think it. I think CT is um, like I, like I said before the show. Think back to the great one of the greatest Dodgers lineups we've ever seen, and that was that seventeen lineup. Chris Taylor is right at the top of every single game. He hit a, a home run in the you know his first <laughs> pitch or first at bat of the World Series in seventeen. He's a damn he was damn good, and when he's right, you know he knows how to take a walk, even though sometimes he's you know CTK three looking happens. But he seems to be, uh, you know, he, he's using the field better. He seems to be in a good spot. Even if the batting average isn't there, he's still hitting the ball hard. But he's getting on base. He's on base heading into Monday's game at a, like a 370 clip, something like that. So very good. I, too, am, am big on Seager uh, batting second. I think Seags just makes a lot of sense there. Mookie's third in my lineup. I, I, I think it. Um, he's he can do literally everything. He can do what you need to get done 
when you need to get it done. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's the reigning MVP, but you put Cody in that that four hole. Let him try to figure it out. Um, JT, he's not tearing the cover off the ball yet. He's older. He's older. Being able to bones. say you have JT in the five holes, pretty solid. And then Muncie, and then you have like a a rotation of Pollock and Jock in left field, Rios and and Jock at DH. You got you got Smith in there. Uh, hopefully every single game. But you're 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 balancing out the lineup. Uh, you know, as much as we love Beatty, he's a good dude. He, he doesn't fit the uh, the makeup of this roster so much this year. I don't think he's going to get all that many starts. Um, I don't know if he's earned them. You know, he's definitely earned them. But it's just that's the nature of the business right now, and that's where it is. But what we're doing and constantly flipping the lineup. I think we said it two weeks ago on this show. It's like that one of the questions was how many uh, different lineups are we going to see this year in 60 games. And well, we're on pace for all 60. So uh good job doc for you doing you boo, but we appreciate you. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. There, there are better options than what we're rolling out there every single day, but we know Dave does not like to panic. He does not like to change very much, even though he likes to change something every single day but what we're seeing out of eddie rios he needs to be in there right now kids opsing over a thousand he just keeps dropping bombas why i mean he's gonna strike out and it's gonna happen but at that point in the lineup you can afford that kind of risk i mean Kike strikes out or pops up all the time. So, yeah. I mean, you're yeah. just replacing his spot in the lineup with a guy who can hit tanks, <laughs> absolute tanks. I love I love, uh, I love, love the fine folks here in the stream right now. Katie's saying that literally any lineup that does not involve Austin Barnes, Janae follows that up with anyone but Barnes. So this is uh, a much love to Austin Barnes show. I see Barnes is uh, earning a lot of fans this season. And that's always <laughs> good. Always a good thing. Good job, bud. Norma asked so we get Roberts on the podcast to tell him the truth. <laughs> uh, we, we cannot tell him these things. They would not go over well. Uh, Katie says, I personally like having having bats like Rios and Peterson in the bottom of the lineup, if not to try to get some runs in, but to turn over the lineup. And that's the biggest thing for us. We need somebody to turn over the lineup. You can't have these automatic outs stacking Barnes and Kike yeah. Hernandez down there. It's going to kill you. Long term, you get down to the bottom of the lineup and you pretty much concede the inning kind of screw yourself. I mean, if you're talking about the four, five, six hitters getting on base and then you got those guys coming up, that's a tough sell. That's yeah. a tough sell. Um, The way they're used, utilizing the bottom of the lineup isn't working at all. No. But I love that. Smith in that nine spot. I do love him in that nine spot. I'd rather, I mean, if we're going to do that, throw Jock there. We could throw Jock there too. If, I'm okay if Jock he, is Dave's walks. leadoff guy, yeah. you know? Have him have him be that lethal nine hitter, the guy that can hit tanks, get on base, walk, or strike out. What what do they call it? The big three. <laughs> All right, Austin Barnes, Kike Hernandez, or Chico. Who who do you want batting? <laughs> I mean, if I had to go like in order, like it would it would be Kike and then Chico Coward. and then Barnes. Coward, personally. He's having a tough time, man. Austin Barnes is really having a tough time. I don't know what happened. Like I do feel slightly. I know that the I I do feel bad. Like the the amount of hate that he gets in in this chat in the comment section on my Twitter, on your Twitter, on our Twitter. It's it's the dude. I he I'm sure he cannot go online. He's also having a kid. So congratulations to him on yeah, that. Yeah, good That's, job, buddy. Proud of you for that one, buddy. Yeah. Uh, it it's it tough, turns man. out it's tough. While he can't uh, hit it with a bat. I'm gonna walk away. Yeah, from that's him. a good. That's a good one to that's walk a, away from. Yeah, yeah. That's a ticking time bomb. Mm. You guys will get it later. 
when you're older. Your parents will explain it to you. Uh, Lopez Haiti will end on this question. What about Lux? Lux is um, alive. He's doing well. He's eating his veggies. Uh, he's playing at USC right now. No, Dave said uh, he's getting closer. Still not ready. They don't want to bring him up till he's ready. They don't need to bring him up till he's ready. I would love to see a good Gavin Lux batting leadoff for this team. Oof. This might not be the year. No. Uh, Maybe next year. But, you know, look on the, the positive side of things. You know, there's going to be a lot more um, flexibility next season with a few guys walking away. Sayonara, Kike. Oof. That's all I'm going to say about that. Yeah, I'm going whole hog into this. Whatever. He's not going to unblock me. He might just to, to tell you to shut up and then block you. I'm down for that. If he if he does that, then I'm gonna love the kid. He's a nice guy. You know, we've 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 ran into him. We've interacted with him. He's a nice person. Yeah. You could not like somebody you work with, but uh, oh, at work, but you could like them off the field. You're like, hey, they suck at their job, but I still yeah. like them. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of guys. Most, a beer. most of the people that sucked at their job at my last job, I loved. Good people. <laughs> Good people to be around. Yeah. Those then the you have somebody to blame all the time. Mm-hmm. Except yeah. for when, you know, they're making you work harder and, yeah, then you and all them. that kind of stuff. Anyways, uh that I guess I guess I guess that's the show. Thanks for um thanks for stopping by. No but mind you, the computer still is not ready and we've done an entire show here. It's on ninety one percent. That's so uh, we could just be starting twenty minutes from now. So that's good. It's gonna it's definitely a shorty today, but uh we plan on going longer, but we want to watch the game. That's kind of a thing. We got tacos waiting. (gasps) Taco truck, dude. Oh, you don't have them waiting. You need to go get them. They're waiting at the taco truck. Like you put in your order already? No, they're just not made yet. (laughs) It's assembled. They're earmarked for them. Not assembled tacos. Well, in the meantime, go get yourself some tacos and find us on the internet. We are Blue Heaven. We are Dodgers Nation. You can find us there, DodgersNation.com. That is a URL on the internet. You can also find this podcast, Blue Heaven Podcast. We are on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Player FM, Pandora, and oh so many more. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash DodgersNationTV. There's stuff there. <laughs> there is stuff there. There's, <laughs> there's a bunch of good stuff there. We are there. Probably the best stuff. A lot of people tell us. I've been told it's the best. Uh, I am at Brookme3. This guy over here is at RealFRG. We are on Twitter and Instagram. I highly recommend following him, but not me. We are at Dodger Nation on Twitter, at Officials Dodger Nation on Instagram. Thank you guys for hanging out with us, even during the game. We appreciate you guys hanging in there through our technical difficulties. Once again, you have proved to us that you are the best Dodgers fans in the world. We appreciate you, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home you know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks that's what our podcast people are the worst brings you with each episode i'm rachel And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.